Throughout my career as an elementary STEM teacher, there were different stages that I went through as a STEM teacher. I like to call this the STEM teacher pathway. With this journey in STEM, each stage had its own successes and challenges. Today, I am sharing the first of the three stages in the STEM teacher pathway, the investigator, and how my experiences were really shown within this stage of elementary STEM and how my experiences can definitely help you in your STEM journey. Welcome to the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast, a show that'll help you with lesson ideas, systems, and actionable tips to apply to your classroom. I am your host, Naomi Meredith, a former classroom teacher turned current STEM teacher and coach. With over a decade of experience teaching and a master's degree in STEM leadership, I am here to coach you throughout the year to help you gain back more time to create innovative experiences for your students. Grab your earbuds and let's get started. Before I was a K-5 STEM teacher, I was a classroom teacher, and I was extremely excited about my role. Now, not to say that it didn't come with any challenges and some not-so-pretty things as well. If you've been teaching STEM for some time now, or you are just getting started, or maybe you've been in it for a couple of years I have put together for all of you a very special pop-up private podcast. You can't find it in your regular podcasting app, but I do have a special link for you in the show notes, or you can go to naomimeredith.com slash Pod. In this three-part mini-series that you can binge as soon as you get the link, I take you through my not-so-straight pathway in STEM teaching and what I would actually do differently today if I were to do it all over again. Now, of course, it wasn't all a miserable failure, but there are definitely some things that I wish I had the opportunity to do or even thought of, and I thought that I might as well share that with you in this special pop-up podcast. Now, with this podcast, it is for a limited time only, so make sure to jump in on that. Again, grab the link in the show notes and join me in that very special journey that I put together for you for free. From talking with all of you inside of my programs, whether it is my STEM teacher bookshelf membership, my group coaching program, my workshops, or even my STEM Teacher 101 course, and sometimes even in my emails and when you guys send me audio messages, and really also my experience in STEM is that there are a lot of different stages within this STEM teacher journey. Now, a lot of us have actually been in the classroom before getting into this role. Sometimes it was voluntary getting into K-5 STEM. Like me, it was a choice. But some of us are kind of pushed into it because we might be showing some skills that can really benefit this STEM space. However you fell into this role, there are some markers when it comes to the stages of your STEM teacher pathway, and I'm going to be talking about that first stage today, the investigator. As the investigator, you have taught in STEM for no years at all, so maybe you dabbled in it within your classroom teaching, but it is your first year in STEM, and you are definitely trying to figure things out. 
more likely than not, you actually were a classroom teacher before. You have some sort of teaching experience, and you are walking into this space with limited supplies and more often than not, zero curriculum. You might have some formal training when it comes to elementary STEM, but you also are grabbing for resources wherever you can. Maybe just like this podcast, you happened upon it when you Googled elementary STEM podcast and you saw me pop up in my pink jacket. So you are looking for resources to keep you afloat with not only creating this curriculum, but also building up the systems and routines in your classroom and getting to know all of your students. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of names to remember, right? You are looking at all of these different resources to not only help you professionally, but also find the things that will work best when it comes to the types of lessons that can be used in your classroom. And you're really figuring out what elementary STEM means and how to have experiences that are well-rounded and different types of things that students can connect with. Here's what it was like for me as the investigator. I had taught in the classroom for six years. I taught second grade in a Title I school for two years, actually the school that I student taught at. So technically, I was in that building for three years. Then I moved and got a third grade teaching role, and I taught in that role for four years. And within that role in third grade is where I definitely fell in love with technology, innovation, and hands-on learning. I was taking every free and paid training that I could to definitely develop my skills and try these things with my students. And a big turning point for me was actually when I went to the ISTE conference, I-S-T-E, ISTE conference, which side note, it's going to be in Denver, Colorado in the summer of 2024. That's where I'm from. And so if you sign up, you definitely have to find me. Maybe as I get closer, I'll set up a meetup where we can all meet up. That'd be super fun. I will be there. I already have it on my calendar. But anyway, that conference, it was in Denver actually years ago when I taught third grade. And it definitely lit me up. And I knew that this was a pathway in elementary education that I knew I had to get in. And when it comes to innovation and STEM, that word was kind of being used, not really. I remember clearly I was doing reading testing with my third grade students, and I was in between grading those assessments. And I was looking for other positions to help me grow as an educator and impact more students. And the position popped up for this K-5 STEM teaching position in a neighboring district. And I thought, okay, I might as well apply. You can listen to the full version of my interview and how that went all the way in episode one. I'm very honest about how that went. But spoiler alert, I did get the job, which is awesome. And when I walked into my space, it literally was a brand new classroom. It was all remodeled. I didn't even have the glass walls. I taught in a fishbowl. One of my walls was all glass, but they didn't have the glass wall installed yet. So it was literally this fiberboard that actually drew some innovation quotes. And I was looking at the pictures the other day. I'll have to um, pop those into the video version of this podcast. But my room wasn't even completely finished, and it was like, okay, good luck with your position. My years as the investigator, this first year as investigator, I had a very interesting schedule. It was super crazy. So 
this just kind of made my first year really, really crazy. Super fun, but I'm telling you, it was nuts. On Mondays, I taught GT science. So students who were identified in science, I was helping them with project-based learning and meeting their science goals. Tuesday is I got to know the classroom teachers a bit better, and I got to co-teach in their classrooms to help them implement innovation and STEM within their regular content. And then Wednesdays through Fridays, I taught STEM as a specials K through five. So six classes a day, the same three classes in a row for 45 minutes each. Later on um, in the years, I think it was my third year is when I started teaching STEM five days in a row. Um, But definitely my role was very crazy. And I also was the technology person. So managing school-wide technology that I may or may not know about and how to figure that all out, along with after-school clubs, leading an innovation and tech committee for my staff, and also hosting trainings for your staff before and after school. So needless to say, just even hearing about my schedule, it was a lot. Super high energy, which you probably can tell from this podcast, that's just how I am. (laughs) Um, I do need a little bit of coffee to get me going, but I'm a very high energy person. And so it was just a lot. It was just a lot going on in a lot of different projects. Now, when it comes to the actual STEM classroom, I was really, really figuring out that behavior management and systems and routine. And with every classroom setting, it doesn't matter what you teach, I am huge on behavior management and how to have a really safe space for students, but also we can be successful together. I've talked about this before, even in my podcast where I talk about why your fifth graders aren't motivated in STEM, and we'll link that in the show notes. But it's really scary for kids to be creative. And that's something that I actually was realizing pretty quickly this first year as an investigator that, oh, kids are excited to do projects, but they're also very wary. And if they haven't had time to really experience these things yet, they might not want to do it. So not only was I trying to figure out the curriculum, my schedule, but also how do I manage a classroom? And and it does change for different grade levels. Um, I had taught most of them in some capacity before, but it does change the way that you deliver content. What do my students even know? What are they learning in their classrooms? What are the standards if I even had to look at them? I will say this first year, my lessons were a bit all over the place. I did start off my year with digital citizenship, but that was totally fine. I didn't really know what else to begin with. So that's actually why I started with digital citizenship because that's something I did when I taught third grade. So I thought that was a safe space to start with, which is fine. Eventually, the first month turned into STEM survival camp, which highly recommend. I know a lot of you are actually starting to do that in your classroom. So um, definitely look into those lessons in my TPT shop. But I started off the year with digital citizenship and just understanding what do kids know about technology? What do they not know? It was really a big learning curve. With that, I was also trying to figure out where do I like things in my classroom? How do I like to teach in this space? What is the flow of the room? Where should the furniture go? How should I even have crayons? I had uh, crayons, like they're actually very broken. No, broken crayons still color, I know. But I had a big bucket of crayons and it was a project with first grade. I put it in the middle of the table. My tables were fairly big. They were great for K through five, but for a little kid, 
they couldn't reach everything. And I just remember the screaming and kids crying because one of the kids wasn't sharing all of the crayons. And I said, okay, we need to share. That's what we do, blah, blah, blah. And that student proceeded to put all the crayons in their mouth, chew them up and spin them back in the bucket, which is awesome. So I learned, okay, big bucket of crayons in the middle of the table, not a good idea. So even little things like that my first year, I could not have predicted at all. And it was just definitely a learning curve. And that's okay. In a lot of ways, I felt like a first-year teacher, which thank goodness there are things I did know about teaching in general. But it was just all of those things coming at me at once. Again, my lesson planning was very random, and I felt like I was just planning day to day and kind of not always thinking about the big picture of things and doing a lot of those quick one-day lessons, which in turn, you actually are planning a lot more. I also remember when I did Makerspace, I ran out of supplies the first lesson. I thought Makerspace was a free-for-all, and students just build whatever they want. They make it how giant they want. They use unlimited tape. I was so wrong about that. No, (laughs) that is not how it goes. So again, so much fun. The students were learning about the class along with me. We were definitely building the airplane while it flew. Um, But there's just a lot of things within this first year of STEM that you're like, wow, what just happened today? So thinking back to past Naomi and the things that she really needed that first year teaching STEM, and also thinking about your guys' experiences when I talk with all of you, all the different ways that we chat, I needed a full thought out K through five STEM year long plan of lessons that somebody has already taught with their kids has a lot of different experiences. So I could literally just plop that into my lessons and focus on my systems, routines, and behavior management. And really, for me, it was learning the whole school. I would have loved just having something that was authentic and usable with kids, not one of those curriculums that are just, you know, those big box ones. (laughs) There's a few I have in mind, but something that actually works with students. So that's definitely something that past Sammy wish she had in this investigator role, but good thing for you, that is already created for you. I also wish that I had a podcast that I could listen to. My crime podcast, True Crime Ones, weren't really helping me when it came to teaching elementary STEM, maybe a little bit of the forensics part, but not really. And so I really wish that I had a podcast. So thank you so much for being here and listening along the way. Um, some of you even had, had said that this podcast was a long time coming and they're so gl- you're so glad that I have it. And so definitely using this podcast as a resource. Um, I do even have all the episodes categorized. So if there's a certain topic that you are looking for, um, we'll put that in the show notes, but I do have podcast playlists for you. So same exact show, just everything is sorted into categories. Um, so you can see the episodes for a specific need. I also just wish that there was a course that could line up how to set up those systems and routines. So yes, having those plug and play lessons, but somebody who could guide me and say, okay, here's what you should do for setting up your lessons. Here's what you should do for setting up your classroom. Here are some things to think about. Here are some other ways to grow in your STEM journey. Just a getting started course to have that all ready to go. And it does exist now. It's STEM Teacher 101. 
So definitely thinking about where you're at in your STEM journey, or if they're even, if you've taught more than a year and you're like, Ooh, I need to go back to that systems and routines thing. Then those things are definitely available for you that I have created. And again, those will be linked in the show notes. So of course I got through that first year teaching STEM. I didn't give up. I would be exhausted every day, but definitely figured out and was ready for my second year in STEM and transitioned into that role in the STEM teacher pathway as the navigator, which I am going to be talking about that role in the next episode. As a reminder, if you want to hear more about my journey and the things that I wish I had, there are some other things that past Naomi wish I had and things that I would do differently. I have created a free pop-up podcast for you that is available for a limited time only. And there are three mini episodes that you can binge within the hour and hear of different things that I wish I had and things that you can definitely consider in your STEM teacher pathway. Thanks so much. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the elementary STEM coach podcast. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Naomi Meredith underscore, or send me an email to elementary STEM coach podcast at gmail.com. Also make sure to check out my website, Naomi Meredith.com to see all the show notes from today's episode and shop my K-5 STEM resources. Any questions you have, needs for resources, or ideas for episodes, get in touch. I'll talk to you soon.